Hello, Dumpster Pizza Partiers, and welcome to the third episode of Dumpster Pizza Party. This, of course, is your host, Craig E. Ross. Thank you again for listening. Uh, as you may have noticed, uh, Dumpster Pizza Party has been somewhat delayed for a variety of reasons, mostly work and art and life is stressful, but I will be transitioning into a weekly podcast. I've realized with starting this podcast that, you know, it's a lot of work and finding guests to be on it is a lot of work. So there may be some episodes in the future that is just me talking about DIY arts and culture and what I've got going on in my life and whatever interests me. But today I have a very special guest, Katie Winchester, aka VHS Girl. Great interview, a lot of fun talking to her, so I really hope you enjoy it because I really enjoyed recording it. And without further ado, here's the podcast. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Hello and welcome to the third edition of the Dumpster Pizza Party Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Craig E. Ross, and today I am joined by a very special guest, VHS girl, Katie Winchester. Hello, hello. Welcome to Denny's. Yeah, and we're recording from uh, Denny's. We usually do uh, try to do local businesses, but because we're in Carbondale, Illinois today, the solar eclipse just happened this weekend, and every business is still swamped. So, uh, yeah. But so, let's just do a quick shout out to all the other businesses. Shout out to Cristados. Shout out to Harbaugh's. And uh, yeah, shout out to Denny's because we're here. Mm-hmm. So, getting started. Uh, VHS Girl, Instagram at VHS Girl. Uh, so, how did you get. So, you, you collect VHS tapes. Yes. And then you, on wood, do paintings of like parodies of your favorite VHS covers. Yes, I do. Um, how did you get started in art? Um. Well, I don't really have any uh, artistic background other than I majored in fashion design and merchandising at SIU, but I just really wanted art of my favorite movies, and besides the terribly overpriced items on Etsy, like, there's no way that I could get, like, a random movie that, like, no one else has made art for. Yeah. So I commissioned it from my friend Brett Hunter, who's a great folk artist of Southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. Shout outs to to Brett. Shout out to Brett. (laughs) And uh, he did them for me, but it was, I think it took him like 20 minutes with his amazing, he's been painting for, I feel like, over 10 years, 15 years. Yeah. So it didn't take him very long, but he told me, that's pretty much your shtick. You should probably do it. So I did. That's awesome. Yeah, and 400 paintings later, now I'm doing Comic Cons, and yeah, yeah, I have a lot more merch online now, so it's doing pretty good. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. And uh, your what? What's your follower count on Instagram right now? I think it's 12.4 thousand right now. I'm always blown away by that, just because like, you know, you live in Carbonell, Illinois, but like it goes to prove that like outsider art and you know nerd culture and stuff like people people want that people are interested and invested in that yeah and if you don't even like my art i encourage people to make their own at home like i love other people's fan art so totally like yeah if you don't like mine like do your own yeah it's it's great and 
And it's cool just the like the nostalgia factor because everyone like from our generation like grew up with VHS tapes and like yeah. rewinded them and you know. Even at Carbondale Comic Con, just the older crowd, like a generation a little bit older than us, like they were like pretty happy about the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah that was so funny. For for context, so uh, Katie and I just did the um, Solar Eclipse Comic-Con at uh, Southern Illinois University Carbondale, which hopefully they make an annual event of, because it was a lot of fun. So yeah. I had merch there, Katie had merch there, and it was, it was my, my favorite story is a, I don't know, he was probably close to middle age, maybe like in his, in his 40s or something. Yeah. Um, but he came up and he's like, my, uh, uh, my niece said I should check out your table. Like, yeah. I just thought that was awesome. Like, just the cool uncle and, like, the niece just knows, like, oh, yeah, you'll probably like this, these yeah. VHS covers. Yeah, I got recommended a lot that day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, where else can you find Pootie Chain art? That's true. That's I looked true. on the internet. There's not much. So, yeah. if you want your own art, you just pretty much have to make it yourself. Yeah, and uh, uh, Louis C.K. or Chris Rock, if you happen to be listening, we have a title for you. It's, uh, Katie came up with it. Pooty too good, but with two kind of like too fast, too furious. Like you know, puns are puns are great these days, kids. Yeah, and, and I know, I know it's a long shot. I emailed you, Chris Rock, just uh, get it together with Louis C.K. Yeah, write a pooty thing too. Also, I know Louis C.K. was like disappointed with that movie, and I just don't understand why he doesn't release a director's cut that yeah, you can be put proud it on your of. Website. Yeah. Louis? I would love to see a director's cut of Pooty Time. I've heard many people say that, so yeah. just saying, it's an option, really. It's one of those movies, too, that um, people are going to not think they like it at all. Like, my uh, best friend D'Angelo, uh, uh, his girlfriend, Annika, who's also my friend, did not want to see it. Like, she had seen the cover, and she was just like, this is just, like, a spoof on black exploitation. Like, I'm not really, you know, like interested in this is probably gonna offend me but then like after watching it she was blown away it's like pootie tang's a, the, a superhero yeah uh, that happened to another person at comic-con who saw my art and they were talking about how their boyfriend wanted them to watch it really bad and she said no and then she did and she was like i was wrong i admit it yeah yeah he's helping the, helping the helping the uh tippy ties <laughs> aka the children with, you know, eat healthy and defending them from corporate America. He's a superhero we need today in these trying times. Yeah, defending children from drinking and smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better, I feel like the most realistic superhero I've seen in a long time. Really? Honestly. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, where did, where did the idea of painting on wood goes because i know it's it's great because you get the actual size of the vhs tape which you can put in the cases to to transport and stuff yeah i'm really into uh just finding just upcycling material like today artists like if you go to blick or you go to hobby lobby things are so like i didn't know how much art supplies cost really yeah and uh yeah, just doing it yourself costs a lot of money when you're, especially starting a business like I did from zero dollars, like using my extra money that I did have just to buy paint, supplies, yeah. brushes, like. So uh, my grandpa just, uh, he's been a carpenter for a long time and he built houses and he always has a shed full of wood. Yeah. He's always made, you know, you can get these antique books that show you how to build antique toys and that's one of his hobbies, he likes to do that. So he has plenty of wood laying around. 
and so he wanted to be a part of my art and just like asked if he could cut out all the wood so he'll go find it that's for awesome me. yeah that's so that's really cool. uh cost, cuts down on costs really yeah that's ultimate like diy just like yeah. here's some wood i found yeah and my paintings fit inside vhs tape coverage so yeah it's perfect i think what has been what has been your the fav the your favorite movie that you have painted not necessarily your favorite movie but your favorite movie to paint and what has been your least favorite as far as the covers go I really like doing uh, Repo Man. It just took forever. It was one of my first paintings, and it's kind of a it has a lot going on. I had to learn how to draw a car. I had to learn how to draw alien lights coming out of a car. Yeah. Uh, no, it was really fun, and I think uh, if I did it now again, it would be better than it was before. But mm -hmm. I really like. I that was a challenge, and glad I did it. I think I could do it better again. Yeah. And as far as my least favorite. I think I love them all. Nice. That's yeah. It's yeah. like uh, like your children. Can't, yeah. Can't pick your favorite. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you're you're gonna spill the beans, but then you're just like, no, I'll hold on to that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I painted Last Tango in Paris before uh, watching it. Have you ever watched Last Tango in Paris? No, I haven't. Um. Is it bad? It's. The movie's not bad. Uh, just what happened in real life in the movie. Uh, oh. With, like, the stick of butter. Oh, uh, I, I did read about that. Yeah. 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 I so think I was reading in Vogue, the woman who that happened to, like, said that uh, Marlon Brando said yeah. it. Marlon yeah. Brando and the other guy apologized for what they had done, but... But still not enough. Yeah, they like, didn't give her a per like they didn't tell her what they were doing in the rape scene before it happened, and so she really felt like she had been violated, and yeah. that's not cool. And I painted it before knowing that, yeah. else I wouldn't have been so disrespectful. So yeah, regrets. Yeah. Watch a movie before you paint your painting. Yeah. Yeah, not to get dark there. But. No, but that's it. Yeah, it's it's a thing that's not talked about enough, especially with like method acting where like these people in these positions like they're movie stars and they're like oh I'm metal method acting I can be like as like fucking evil as I want to be because it's just the character and it's like no that actually has like real life ramifications like I'm just thinking of like the Jared Leto like suicide squad thing oh, like yeah. you're like, like giving like hiding dead rats in his or yeah give, like putting rats in his like uh, yeah, like, co-stars yeah. trailers and then he just like brought a dead pig into the reading and like slammed on the table and it's like you're a side character in this movie first of all <laughs> and like also settle down like you <laughs> you're you're not gonna yeah yeah, everyone the else last, doesn't need to be in character just yeah. you and it's like the last Joker was so good and he, yeah like people praised him for doing method acting and stuff and like locking himself in his hotel room to for creating that character but yeah, but Jared Leto, you don't... <laughs> Jared Leto is just running around being a dick and uh, also has uh, some, you know, allegations against him as well, I yeah. believe. And uh, we could get into Holy Mountain, the Hodorowsky movie. Yeah, I read uh, uh, I read something about that too and I haven't seen it, but I was like, everyone's been telling me to watch that movie and now it's like, I kind of don't want to. I mean, I... Yeah. Oh, El Topo, not Holy Mountain. Oh, okay, Sorry. But just the, yeah. But the director of. Holy yeah, Hodorowsky. Yeah, the yeah. director. Uh, yeah, like uh, he made. I mean, the woman signed a contract, and he told her what was going to happen, and so only we really know 
Like, I guess she is the only one who knows. Someone should go interview her yeah. to see how she really feels about it. But, I mean, in interviews, Hodorowsky said, I really raped her. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, method directing, uh, method acting, I don't know. Yeah. It seems really, uh, I have bad feelings about Hodorowsky. Yeah. But, yeah, someone should go interview that woman. Definitely. And then, like, someone, I don't know, people always make, like the worst defenses on the internet but someone was like well he is he he's like french right or what what countries are you from the, yeah, i was like can you pause this podcast so you can google but i think he's uh spanish okay well we know like they were saying well well his his uh first language isn't english so that he didn't know that that word meant the same thing and i was like that's a stretch yeah he also said in an interview something about raping frank herbert from dune the guy really? who wrote dune yeah because hodorowsky was supposed to direct dune but yeah uh, he is a chilean french film and theater director all right there you go there you go the find a way to transition and <laughs> different topic yeah um at least we have coffee and hash yeah. browns and yeah. grand slams coming oh we could talk about speaking of other directors um that love denny's we were mentioning in the car before we got here tarantino uh wanted to have pulp fiction and reservoir dogs yeah. in in denny's but denny's wouldn't let him and it's like because he loves denny's and uh, th- this is a no way an advertisement to Denny's, but you know I'm a struggling artist. Denny's, if you wanna, I'm willing. I'm willing to sell out if uh, you'll you'll throw me some money or at least some of these coffee mugs because I can wrap all my fingers around them. Oh yeah. Oh, and they have little things on them. Yeah, a good diner has open doors, open arms, and open hearts. Isn't that just true for all of us? At a diner, a cup of coffee is never half empty. Well, not yet. <laughs> uh, so what are your thoughts on uh, the Comic Con we just ha- went to? I think it was good. I think uh, I should have better prepared for... Uh, I was trying to sell my all my horror and sci-fi VHS, but I really should have prepared for more comic book movies yeah. that I like. So no Superman, <laughs> no Hulk, which Roger Ebert loved. Yeah. Uh, uh, I painted some Stranger Things stuff, and that sold. That sold. So. Yeah, just a knowing your audience better. It's a good ex- good learning experience. Also, the room sold. Oh yeah, uh, the room. The everyone, room was a huge topic. Everyone. Everyone's everyone talking it. about the disaster artist. So. Yeah. Seth Rogen, James Franco, don't let us down. Yeah. Don't I let. Doubt don't you could. Don't let Tommy down. Is yeah. What we're trying to say. Um, also, the Mars Attack sold. Yeah. Right. So like, it was a lot of. I don't know. It, it's definitely hard for me. You never know because I make like comic book buttons and I had just like maybe a handful of Archie ones not thinking that like I thought I thought my superhero ones were really most popular and they really weren't like Archie like sold out because of all the popularity behind Riverdale yeah. and it's like I gotta do that more cause like yeah who knew yeah yeah go to comic cons if you really want to know what's happening what's yeah. popular yeah and it's really interesting finding like um price points too of what uh not gonna go into that with you but with um just what is you know what people at comic cons are willing to to spend on like your value as the artist so just for me for like woodblock prints like 
I'd sell them for 35 if I could. I put a lot of work into those, but I, I go down and down and then you don't want to go down too far. People don't think it has value, but like most places, 20 to 25 seems to be the selling point. But here it was definitely, once I put them down to 15, then I was able to sell a couple, which before I had not sold any. Yeah. And uh, we were the only booth that wasn't really a uh, comic book related. Well, you had those buttons, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had the I comic book buttons and then I had comics that I had made which are like really kind of obscure DIY zines that don't really fit with the like there were some craft people but they all kind of like there was a guy making like doing like wood burning or something but then he would like wood burn the Superman logo and yeah. stuff like that oh but the balloon guy his name was the toy maker uh, I don't know if he has a website but you guys should check him out he'll shout outs make... to the toy maker yeah he's my favorite he'll make you a balloon animal of anything so I just wanted a Rick and Morty and he pulled that out of his ass real quick yeah you can cuss on this by oh. the way because uh, yes. I, I, I had the like the clean thing like the non-parental advisory on the podcast and then I recorded the second podcast with uh, Adam and Alex and like they were throwing fuck around every other word so I was like well I'm not going to go through and censor it because it's too much work so then I just switched to like explicit content yeah <laughs> so <laughs> good explicit as fuck I, I have uh, one of my favorite podcasts Donut Dudes mm -hmm. they're uh, they're uh, this band comic or no uh, Cowabunga Kid from um Champagne, Illinois, mm -hmm. but they review donuts. Like every, whenever they're on tour, they go to like what's supposedly going to be the best donut shops mm -hmm. in the area and review them. And uh, but they have their set to like a clean thing, so he actually goes in and like he censors any cuss words, and any time anyone says Dunkin' Donuts, he censors it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, and it's uh. It's funny. Does he like, go into Dunkin' Donuts though? No, I think I think they do, but they're like they try to focus on like local donut shops mm -hmm. and stuff. But one time, uh, Camilla, who's on the podcast, like said Dunkin' Donuts like four or five times in a row because she was like talking about how she actually likes Dunkin' Donuts, and so like, but he censored it every time, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was just like so many beeps. Oh, I feel bad for the Dunkin' Donuts in Carbondale. Did you see the, like, huge, uh, what would you call it, manhole? Uh, like... No, what happened? I, a sinkhole appeared in Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. And sunk the Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, it's Dunkin' Donuts. Well, no, Dunkin' Donuts is still there, but the parking lot has a huge hole in it for... Wow. Uh, yeah, to go to Dunkin' Donuts, you have to... Or I think you can only go into the Subway uh, drive-thru right now. Because Subway wow. and Dunkin' Donuts are connected yeah. to each other. Yeah, they haven't fixed that sinkhole in a while, but... Yeah. I feel like God was trying to tell Carbondale, maybe we don't need another Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I think so. I hope uh, I hope Carbondale did well this weekend. I know Cristados uh, did really well. They got their liquor license, and they, they're actually closed today. We thought about recording it there. Um, yeah, I had a baby whiskey and uh, tea yeah. there when... They opened, they got their liquor license, it was delicious, so they should uh, keep that going. Yeah, I think, they, yeah, they are, it wasn't a temporary thing, they're going to keep it, so I think that'll give them a little, like, heads above, because a lot of the places, like, I don't know, they've got really good food, and having really good cocktails, too, I think will be good for them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, the, the strip looks great in Carbondale, they added all the this new street lights, like, yeah. They really went all out for this eclipse. And I guess, because I was talking to some people about it, and they, there's, oh, the city's putting like $2 million into renovations mm -hmm. just for the eclipse. Like, I don't get like it. $2.3 million, yeah. It looks nice, and hopefully, you know, 
because the state of Illinois has really screwed over this town with the because the university is like their biggest uh, business. It's the biggest employer. And I read that they only have 800 incoming freshmen this year, wow. which is terrible. Yeah. And they just keep raising tuition to. Uh, they're like, what do we do? Just make it more expensive so less people will come. Yeah, and it, I mean. They're giving out iPads one year. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we don't have the money to do this. Yeah, but they like. Governor Honor like cut their their budget like entirely in half. Oh, so, so they did finally do the budget though. I knew that. Oh, the, the Illinois bu budget finally got passed like without his like permission. But as far as like what was like, SIU was owed a ton of money and was like not giving it. So they had to cut all their uh, programs in half essentially. So there's some programs that, like. Uh, I shouldn't speak on this for sure since I wasn't go I already graduated when I heard about this, but talking to other students, they're like, yeah, like, this doesn't even exist anymore. Like, this was a staple at the university. And, yeah. And I saw some, there's an event coming up, uh, should check on Facebook for it, but to, like, save the, like, Africana Studies Department because mm. it's on threat of getting that cut. That was going on last year, too, yeah. I heard. Yeah, especially now. I mean, you shouldn't cancel it anyway, but... Oh yeah, it's definitely very, very I mean, important. There's a lot. There's KKK all around here, like yeah. Anna, Illinois. Yeah. If you look up what Anna stands for, yeah, which we'll not mention on this podcast, it's just kind of tra it's tragic. Yeah. I'm glad that we don't see it much in Carbondale. Like they don't. Yeah, Carbondale is like a, a small little. Uh, yeah, you can you can escape from living in from living in Carbondale for a number of years, then living in Heron for a couple years. Like Southern Carbondale, Southern Illinois, and Southern Illinois are two like completely different places. Uh, my uh, boyfriend's ex boss is from Heron, and uh, her accent is just it's so like Heron's only thirty minutes away. But I know it's, it's like the a weirdest thick Southern yeah. accent. Yeah, it's like you'll see Confederate <laughs> flags everywhere, and it's like you are not. Heron was part of the Confederacy for a day, and then they instantly, or was it Heron, or was it, it was one of these towns, was part of the Confederacy for a day, and then instantly surrendered, because the Illinois National Guard was like, no, we'll kill you, like, yeah. <laughs> you were part of the Union. At your art show that you had at the Dollar Art House, I remember you talking about Heron with me yeah in like the 1920s or yeah 30s, like yeah they, they had a branch of the uh the knights of the flaming circle which was a secret society dedicated to like destroying the clan and it was they take some of their like rituals and like reverse them so when the clan like would burn like crosses in front of like the catholic church they'd go to the house of sus suspected clan members and burn like a tire like a flaming circle in their yard mm -hmm. and so it was a lot there was like it, and it was during the time of um, bootlegging as well, so it was it was a lot of uh, racial tensions, but also like class class tensions of uh, like Italian immigrants to the states, and and so like the clan was against Italians and Catholics, and also didn't want them to have any access to the bootlegging money. Like they wanted alcohol to be, you know, banned, but they still wanted to make bootlegging money, and so. Um, so yeah, there was there was there were shootouts and stuff, but yeah, it was really great to know that there like there is a history of resistance as long as you know racism has existed. There's been people being like, no, fuck that, like, yeah. and fighting back militantly against it. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, Southern Illinois has got a really, really interesting history. That's that's things like anywhere you go has a really interesting history if you're willing to look for it. I have this book called Traces from the Past that someone gave to me, and it's about uh, all. There's like a what do you call it? Um, the lineage of a lot of black families from like Carbondale and surrounding areas, and how like I mean, just white people like KKK would burn churches and like town halls like black town halls down that carried all of their information so like some people can't trace their genealogies because they're gone they get, yeah, yeah we just burn them all down and so this book tra- traces from the past is trying to like they're just trying to hold on to like find anything yeah for their families because yeah yeah that is really interesting yeah it's a good book hello, hello. thank you Thank you. Do you need more coffee, guys? Uh, yes, please. And uh, did I? Oh, I think I did. Got extra. Did I have sausage coming too on mine? Or? Double bacon, you want? Oh, yeah, double bacon's fine. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'll be right back with some How are the cheese hash browns? They're great because I just can't eat hash browns. Though. They don't make them like crisp enough. Oh, that's true. They don't really. So they always add cheese. I've noticed. Well, Denny's does hash browns, right? But I've noticed Carbondale diners in general don't do hash browns like the like the rest of the Midwest does. They do like cute potatoes. Yeah, I mean, I like them at Harbaugh. Are we still recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. We can talk. Like, I'm totally oh, down yeah. for breakfast. This is my podcast. I can talk about whatever I want. Um, you did get sausage. Oh, okay, I good. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, like, I didn't touch this one. Okay. So, thank you. you. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cube potatoes. Like, I love Mary Lou's, too. Yeah. But they do cube potatoes. Harbaugh's is really good because they got that ranch seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I like to know going in what kind of hash browns I'm going to get. Yeah. Yeah, I felt bad because I brought a, a friend to Mary Lou's and I was like, oh, they do hash browns the right way, not remembering that they do the cute potatoes, and it was fine, but it's like, I don't know, I like the string potatoes yeah. a lot more. Me too. And one of the few things I can have ketchup on, because I don't like ketchup, but for some reason they're good on hash browns to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let me go seal some. I got that sugar. Nice. Yes. All right, what are we at? We are at... Uh, 25 minutes, so we can um, close off whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about or say, or any thoughts about uh, Comic Con or the solar eclipse or or DIY art or mm-hmm. fighting the KKK? Uh, fight the KKK. True. If you don't like the art that is around you, make your own. If anyone tries to discourage you from it, even if you're not very good, just know that in two years, that's when I started painting, I taught myself how to paint, uh, you get a lot better if you do it every day. Totally. And uh, people will try and discourage you without giving you a chance, yeah. uh, especially with women. Yeah. That happens a lot where instead of encouraging us, we're just told to go do something else. And you were even talking about how like a prof- like an art professor like at SIU even yeah. like discourages people, tells you to like get a new major. Yeah. And it's like cool, that's where our money's going to to discourage us from doing things that we love. So Yeah, what is what are some of the the things that like 
trolls and sexists have said. Mm. We want to go into it. Well, especially uh, these older, the older generation of tape collectors, like they don't want their prices on eBay to go up, or like they don't want to share this like nostalgic phenomenon. Like a lot of us, like even I'm only 31. I've been collecting since I was like 10, 11. Yeah. Like I remember when one of our video stores closed down like I begged my mom to just buy me tapes for my for Christmas that's all I wanted so like for Christmas one year all I got was all these used VHS tapes and it was the best day of my life that's awesome yeah you're never too old to start collecting and uh, yeah some like if older this older generation doesn't want to share this awesome hobby then don't listen to them yeah and yeah. uh and t collect what you want don't collect things that are just like going for a hundred dollars on ebay because you think that you need it yeah. like you're never gonna start a collection of things that you love if you <laughs> just start off by going on ebay trying to find these like little gems yeah and trade with people online too they're your friends definitely like i go to goodwill and it's five for a dollar like and then i get copies of my favorite david lynch movies and i just like trade them with people on the internet so oh yeah never get discouraged there will always be trolls yeah pretty much that is, that is great advice to go out on yeah be strong and if people do bully you come to me and i'll yeah, we'll have your back. Yeah, we got your back. So, um, just going out. Shout outs again to VHS Girl. Follow her on Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, at VHS Girl. Uh, you want to plug an email or anything? Or Nope. <laughs> my email is on my Instagram. It's you, really long. It's my full name. Do you have any? Mm -hmm. um, do you have any events coming up or anything you want to plug? Mm, I think there's. I'm doing a. I'm part of a David Lynch art show near Halloween. I'm not sure where that's at yet. Uh, more details later. Oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, I'm doing that. And uh, I'll be at Miami Basel again this year. And I won't be because once I've seen Miami, I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> but your art will be there? Yeah, my art will be there. And I might do uh, LA Art Fair again. This oh, awesome. Year. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So see my art there, guys. Yeah. And uh, as, far as far as for me, some events I got coming up. Um, I'm actually doing, well, I haven't. I'm not going to plug that yet because I don't know if I've gotten accepted into it yet. <laughs> but I have gotten accepted into the Small Press Expo in St. Louis, which I need to look up the date and add it to my calendar. Uh, Very unprepared podcast. Yeah, uh, that's... They're used to it. This is the third episode that's coming out like two months after <laughs> the first two. Next time we'll take notes, we swear. Well, hopefully I'm, I'm going to try to transition to like a weekly podcast just while I get my footing on what I'm doing with it and everything mm -hmm. um, but yeah small press expo just look it up on Facebook you'll find it it's coming up and yeah follow me Instagram at dumpster pizza press uh, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes it is dumpster pizza party and I just released my new zine uh, dumpster pizza party which the podcast is named after so yeah shoot me a message I'll send it to you it's five bucks three bucks for shipping and yeah have a great day and enjoy breakfast. Denny's forever. Denny's forever.
Thank you for listening to the Dumpster Pizza Party Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the help of Red Wedge Magazine and Dumpster Pizza Press. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and if you'd like to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumpsterpizzapress. Today's music is provided by St. Guillotine and the Red Mass. Follow them on Tumblr at stguillotineandtheredmass.tumblr.com. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful and magical day.